You know, you and I, we grew up in comic shops before oh, yeah. Stranger Things and Critical Role were, you know, yeah. making no, everyone... It, it, like, blows people's minds when I'm like, oh, yeah, I played 3rd edition when it, that was, like, the most recent Well, yeah, well, no, it wasn't... Yeah, 4th edition, no one played, and it lasted four years. I also played 4th edition. Too. I never played 4th... I think I played 4th edition I've, once. I've been playing... I played... The only edition that I haven't played is 1st edition. I've played... I played you played AD&D? Edition. Played A... Or I think... I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember I I my dad had my dad was a Dungeon Dragon player and he had a bunch of his old advanced Dungeon Dragons and second edition books that then I played using those rule systems not very well obviously it was I was ten <laughs> years old how well of a Dungeon Dragon team can a ten year old run but like I played those systems we played third edition I played fourth edition through high school and I I you know I have a soft spot for fourth edition I do think it's funny like when you look today at like on like D and D forums and stuff like people will talk about how like changes that they want to see 5th edition make and it's just 4th edition stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, warriors should have more, or fighters should have more um, like special attacks and moves that they can well, do. And it's yeah, like, one of the biggest problems with 4th edition was that like all of the like every, everyone basically had the same spell but with a different yeah. name. Yeah. And you know that's fine. It was way more wargamey than, than Well yeah, and you know, I love Warhammer. Warhammer mm-hmm. is super fun. Long live the Necrons, the Silent King forever. I've never played Warhammer. That's the one that's the one thing that I'm like if I get into that, I cannot get into that. You know, I'm I'm relatively new to Warhammer in the grand scheme of my, you know, fucking game shop hobbies. Nikki's mm-hmm. been recording for like half a minute, I think. Hey, keep talking. Um <laughs> but you know, uh I mean, Warhammer seems cool. It's definitely just one of those things I have to get into when I was in my thirties. Yeah, no, like, I mean, I don't have the money to support or like the space to like. Dude, storing an to, army, like, painting paint. it. Yeah. yeah, like it I, sounds like a lot of fun. But. I think you know now you're you know get into the lore, see what army yeah. fits you. Because I think a, is there a Warhammer RPG? There is. It's not very good. It's not or very popular. good. Because that's one of my friends. He's like really into the lore. He's not in things, but he, he was, we were talking about RPGs and he's like, if there was a Warhammer RPG, I would love to play an RPG in that universe. Dude, right? Like, it's a fun, but the thing is, like, all of these factions hate each other so much. Like, yeah. why the fuck would a Tau be hanging out with, like, a fucking Yeah, that, space that was my thing, is that, like, from my understanding of, of Warhammer, I don't really know how you could do an RPG in that game that, like, feels like... Like, the individuals in that game have so little power in that game. Exactly. You know, like... I, I think it'd be a fun thing to try. It would have to be more, like, cyberpunk level of, like, you, you know... You can get fucked up. You can get fucked up. You're just, like, fighting for your own survival, like, you know, mm-hmm. and just the world sucks. You like. know, once Robert joins in on the cyberpunk campaign mm-hmm. and we have a medic, I think I get to bully you guys a little harder. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Now that we have Doug... I can be a little... What is Doug playing? I can't tell you that. Oh, that's fair enough. I guess I'll find out. You're finding out in like, yeah, four four or five hours. I'm excited to see your guys' reaction to how Doug gets introduced to the campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that'll be very fun. I think he probably told Ryan and Ben because they were in a Discord call earlier. Yeah, you guys have your own little secret anti-M... No, I just don't join the Discord. Yeah, I mean, you're in that server. You can join whenever you want and play Apex (laughs) with us. Nikki, are you ready to go? I, you two are having a riveting conversation. I did not want to intrude. Again, Annie and I are just gonna co-opt this podcast and make it a well, make Andy, it a gaming podcast. Andy was we were just talking about. Andy doesn't want to. He loves editing podcasts, but he doesn't want to be a podcast anymore. Is um is this the last episode? This is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale of season six of the Grammy Awards. 
Yeah, it's the last episode of the of the season. This is episode 60, the beginning of the end. It's the last four. There's only four episodes left. And then, like, our goodbye episode. Yeah. It's 65. Well, plus a bonus episode next week. Yeah, oh, and there's a bonus episode next the week. The Vaporwave but... bonus episode. Oh, so now we're going to talk about Vapor... He, I said, he's like, what do you want to do for, the vapor, for a bonus episode? I was like, let's talk about Vaporwave. And he's like, you know, and now he's like, oh, well, now we're going to put it on tapes. And that means it's real. But anyway... Um, this is the last episode of the of last regular season. Full season. So this is number 60 and you're it. So tag. What? So there's, we're so, episode 60 out of 64 of Grammys. Episode 60 out of 64. Yes. And last episode, but it's not the last episode. This it's is the, the last of the last, like one eighth. Of- so, so Andy <laughs> thought it was a great idea to split the seasons into 10 episodes. So episodes one through ten is the first season. Eleven through twenty is the second. So it's on, his so idea. Um, and so, but our last season is only four episodes. Yeah, it's like in New Girl, how the last season is only seven episodes. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do one episode a year from now on? Like you're gonna do? We everyone keeps making that joke, and I don't want to do it just because everyone keeps making that joke. I, I don't know think it's, it's a joke. I it's, think it's a. J- <laughs> yeah, it's because Andy doesn't want to be here anymore. He's 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 teased about you know podcasts don't friendship. have to have the same hosts they can they can swap in and out you can you yeah can Nikki have. doesn't have the account password to upload so no. <laughs> that's but not I, fucking happening hey, but I'm in control of um of our YouTube channel you have a YouTube channel no yeah. we don't <laughs> we do I just haven't posted on it oh, there's no episodes there. Yeah, we're going to switch to fucking video format after this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey everybody, welcome to episode 60 of the Grammy Boys. Who's he talking to? The audience, the girl reading this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Not that any fucking people who use she, her pronouns listen to this. I said there this. are women that listen to this? It's I, Allegedly, according to Spotify, our audience is like 80% women. No woman has ever been like, yeah, I really enjoyed your fucking Tony Bennett episode. And I, <laughs> I, could, I think a couple people have listened to us there is like a shadow group that do not tell us that they listen because i know yeah, you listen called, to like it's called I to it's called guys. fans it's called people who yeah, aren't friends you can't it's just called call your, your audience a shadow group <laughs> <laughs> the majority of our friends who don't listen secret organization well you know i know m will listen to like a fifth of the episodes yeah that's zach right. listens to a couple i listen to the ones of the albums that i'm interested in or if there's a if there's a guest that I want to, you know. Yeah. I, there was a brief period where I was listening to the episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, regular. Well, it was when I was, like, out of, like, I was catching up with my podcast, and I just, I had no more to listen to. So I was like, well, let me check this out for a bit. And um, I'm not going to, this sounds really self-absorbed, but I, re- I thought we were really funny. <laughs> <laughs> there are some real stinker episodes where me and Nick are just like, yeah, this album's fine. Well, yeah, it's because Andy doesn't want to talk about it. And sometimes I don't do the homework. But only you can decide which episodes where I did the homework. Let's find out today. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have our good friend M back. You might remember M mm. from Januwonder. Uh, when they, why are you yelling? Isn't my yelling? It's right in, it's, you know, it's yeah. right there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the conversation focused on Grammy How was your piano lesson today? Are you going to ask me that? In I'm going to ask you podcast? on tape. I can cut it if you want. I saw, your, I saw your tweet this morning. I, I saw... This your, morning? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I saw... I saw a Twitter this morning. I'm not on Twitter, Andy. Don't worry. I was you saw a tweet that I posted like three weeks ago yeah. on Twitter today. Yes, because I. You refuse to retweet the episode. I'm tweets. not on Twitter. You have my Twitter. That's true. When are you gonna start texting? 
on Twitter. The moment that uh, there's content to be to be tweeted. Yeah, there's been the an single? album for you to listen to. The content's there. That's nothing to tweet about. There's nothing to tweet about there. You where say, is the Where's the single, Mr. Cool Eye? It's coming out. It's coming out with the music video that we're working on. Wow, this is this is really jumping the gun on on our on our social media strategy. This is the social media. <laughs> this is the social media. <laughs> the Grammy Boys final season we, is it? When we get anyway, tell me about tell me how was, I saw your tweet. It was my final lesson. Um, it was my final lesson with a my my piano professor. Distinguished. Distinguished. Am I allowed Distinguished. to say his don't name? Say his name. I don't think I'm. I can say believe it. Don't you say, can his say it. I'll we know his I name. I thought that you guys didn't want me to mention the. Do not school. dox a single. No, no, no. no. We talk person. about the school. We don't talk about the group that we were all the non-disclosed. Well, now we have to stop talking about the school. <laughs> I've been working with this piano professor for eight years now. Um, oh, because it was before you went to college. Yes, I, I met him. I met him my, my uh, or maybe nine years. I don't even know what it's been. It's, a decade. It, my 10th my tenth, tenth grade, uh, this this guy came in my, my piano class, and he, like, you know, was just very excited. Uh, and then gaslit me into attending the university that I, that I did. I they did. know we went to SUNY Oswego. <laughs> Bleep that out immediately. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it, it's been a fantastic time at that at that school. But oh my um, god, <laughs> the uh, uh, this was the last lesson, and and you know, there's been there's been some um, uh, developments and, and stuff. I've got a jury next week, so you know. Uh, what are you playing? I'm playing uh, Clara Schumann's uh, Opus um, Twenty One. It's uh, one of the Romans. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's a it's a neat piece. Yeah, go listen to it. Go listen to Clara Schumann. Um, you know, people, people talk about Robert Schumann a lot. Robert Schumann's great. I, I love, I love Schumann's music, but his wife is, you know, at the same level, if not greater mm-hmm. compositionally and does not get nearly as much respect as, as she, as she should get. Okay. So. Clara Schumann. Clara Schumann. I'll check her out. I know you will, Andy. Yeah. Hey, future Andy editing this. If you this. like classical piano music. Then you and probably his favorite will genre. like Clara Schumann. <laughs> what's um what's going on with, you know, you you, you have this Ravel piece that I really like. Oh, we're, they're talking about a Ravel. You're talking about the um, you know, actually, uh, the, yeah, the Pavan for a dead princess. I'm yeah. not gonna pretend to pronounce the French name for it that some people do, but um, the uh, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite pieces that I play. I still got it in my repertoire. You know, I'm actually um. I'm planning on a on on having a a uh, informal piano recital probably sometime later this year, um, and and that piece will definitely Where? be on the uh, thing. Uh, probably at the church here in town. Oh, um, uh, can you invite me? Oh, of course. I'll, I'll try to be there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean there would probably be a fundraiser or something like that. I just you know I I didn't I um because of the nineteen pandemic. Uh, <laughs> bleeping it, bleeping it. Future Andy, get that. No, not no, no. Why did you say? It's not, you said it sounds like you said the whole name. Like well, the because government. well, because I had to say the <laughs> pandemic. Bleep. Because to say the panini, in the, the say COVID. You know, you know, we take this so much for granted right now. Mm-hmm. But in twenty years, yeah, you know, when when someone's listening, to when this. someone's listening to this twenty years from now, when your grandchildren are listening to this, it'll I'm gonna be have a, whoa, whoa, whoa. It'll, I'm gonna have grandchildren in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few lo- well. So, okay, allegedly, if you had a kid right now, they would be 18 in 20 years, you know. They would be 20, actually. They'd be 20. So, so and a two-year-old two year will be listening to this. Who are you knocking up? Who's the mom? Who's the grandmom? 
It could be. It could. It, you know. It. It could. Who knows where we'll be, be mother. next year with with modern we're medicine? Pro- yeah, we're in a progressive I, thing. There are I'll there are men with there are men that are capable. Who is the grand? Who is your co grandparent? I don't know. It'll be you if you don't shut the fuck up. Nah, I ain't having kids. You think someone's gonna trust me with a baby? I'll, well, too bad. I'm so, yeah, now. I'm stuck dealing with you, uh, the hey, biggest baby. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys! Just uh, for posterity's sake, all three of us are in the same room, fully boosted and vaccinated. Find your local healthcare provider and ask this? them about the COVID nineteen vaccine. Why are you anyway? Am I the? Am, are, I just have a question. Am I the only one that ends up being here in person? Elastis was with Nikki when Nikki was in New Jersey, but other than that, you're the only person. Oh my god, that's not true. Oh well, but but I mean, in this room. <laughs> There's another person in this No one room. else has been in this room recording the podcast. Really? Us. Nikki, the only time you and I, I have, it's on the perspective. You're doing a lot of edits today. Andy. I love how Andy, like, does it. He's he, talking to himself. He's, he's like, he's like laying the tracks down in front of himself during this podcast. Anyway, so the episode. He is editing on the fly. It's, it's like watching, it's like watching a master painter paint, like, you know, they're, they, he, he just is, is. Getting his, getting his, he's he's got a a double sided paintbrush. On one side is the paintbrush, and the other side is the eraser, and he's just spinning that thing around and painting and erasing and painting. And the episodes that have been recorded with you and I in the same room are twenty six. Like watching a samurai flick. Twenty six, <laughs> twenty eight, forty, forty six, fifty eight, and sixty. And uh, how many of those are guest episodes? Uh. 46 and 60. Oh, so I guess you are the only... Congratulations. Wow, wow. Um, yes, you know, I am I am vaccinated. I am. I do have my booster shot. Thank it is God. 2022 right now. We are in a... Um, <laughs> the date is on the episode. Not to yet. get political. Not not to this get isn't political. a political policy but, podcast. But, so, so here's the thing is that, you know, I did not... I was not able to have a senior capstone recital that, yeah. I, that I wish I could do because of the of the, um, the the global situation. But I would still really... I, I've... I would really like to perform. I do enjoy yeah. performing piano and yeah. Do you um, like performing? Yes, I, I I do enjoy performing piano. That's it. All right. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. What do you mean? Well, I performing is a is like a an art form, like a skill. You know, like it's it's. I think that we take the word for granted. Like it's a it's an act. It's an action. <laughs> True. You know? It's a and, verb, if you will. Yes. There you go. Um. And so I, I think about it in that, like, we do it in so many multitudes, not just, mm-hmm. like, on a stage, but we do it in, in daily life. Oh, it's life. all a performance. We're, it's scary, you know? Um, no, I, I enjoy sharing my music with other people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some some people that, that follow me on, on Instagram, they see I post um, practice vlogs mainly because I enjoy sharing the work that I do with other people. It's not out of a... Um, you know, there, there. I think there, there are many uh, reasons why we perform like yeah. music. Sometimes it's, it's for, uh, you know, a, a little bit more selfish. Sometimes it's for showing off. Sometimes it's for like pointing out, like, hey, look at this really cool piece that there. Sometimes it's just to be like, hey, look at what um what I'm doing. But I think that that's a uh, a very uh, uh, healthy thing to do as an artist. I think that mm. it is not mm. extremely healthy to create art and then not share it with people. And you know, if you do do that, there's no illegitimacy to it. But you know, I know a lot oh, of people. Oh no, no, write... I, I I agree with you. There is there. We do need to. Um, I think we we need to step gatekeeping around performance. Okay. I think Nikki br- brings up a good point. Um, a performance doesn't have to be in a concert hall. It doesn't have to be like in front of an audience mm-hmm. and things. You know, you perform for someone when you pull them into a practice and be like, "Hey, look at this that I'm playing." Mm-hmm. You know, like it it could be any of that, and that's like part of. It's 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 part of communication, you know, in, in art. Hmm. 
Cool. And you know what does communicate a lot of things? John Batiste's 2021 hit album, We Are. He, he's done He's done with the foreplay. He, I, you know, I just don't wants, want this episode to be very long. I'm sorry. Why? Because you've already laid too many train tracks down. Yeah, the train. I've laid... So, there's so many bleeping in the first 15 minutes of this episode. Bing uh, bong. Fuck your life. Okay. Hi, anyway. Uh, so let's talk about it. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 60 of the Grammy Voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. John Batiste, we are the 2022 winner of Album of the Year. Just one This year's ago. winner. You know, we've reviewed both albums that won within the month of May. Fun fact. Within what? the time Within the time of us doing this podcast and the two winners, we both reviewed them in May. Oh, okay. Well, that was because of Taylor Swift winning in May. Well, yeah. But, last you know, year. So, and, you know, the pure chance of inevitability <laughs> anyway we are the 2022 album of the year beat out uh-huh. the, for the last time i'm going through this list on this goddamn podcast that's not what that's not true you have four other episodes <laughs> no this specific list the 2020 nominees for album of the oh, year it's because he went through the entire catalog on our bonus episode talking about multiple the times for some reason i'll be honest i did not pay attention to the grammys that's fine no Most one does people, yeah. it had it had it it's a, it was a very strong so i'm actually race. very interested to hear what it did beat out because i didn't Are you ready for this, this? yeah back of it. my mind by her okay donda by kanye west interesting evermore by taylor swift Okay. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Sure. Justice Triple Chucks Deluxe by Justin Bieber. Interesting. Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Mm. Montero by Lil Nas X. Planet Her Deluxe by Doja Cat. And Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. How many how many albums is that? It went from five in the first, you know, 40-something years of the Grammys to eight for like four years, and now it's ten. Ten? Which is way too many. That is too wow. Some of those albums, some of those albums are great. Some did you listen albums, to any of them? I did. I did. I listened to um, Donda. I listened to Evermore. I listened to Montero. Um, I listened to parts of some of the other ones, but and I, obviously, I listened to We Are. You know, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for. Obviously, that. obviously. saying that impl- like makes it sound like you didn't listen to. Yeah, it. so it was originally <laughs> five nominees, and then in twenty eighteen it went up to eight. I'll, and this I'll, I'll, for full, full transparency, I did not listen to We Are prior to being asked to. to neither did we. Neither did we. We. But that's part of this. right? That's part of the game. Well, yeah, you know, the whole part of me point of me and Nikki doing this was to expand our musical taste, music literacy, and you know, I think we have slightly succeeded in that goal. I, I think I succeeded like three percent. But we're still here. Only 3% more musical tastes. Well, actually... You know, I think we've gotten a lot of positive I've, experience. I've enjoyed a lot of music I didn't think I would. Um, I, I, I enjoy this podcast as an audience member as it has introduced me to uh, some, yeah. some albums and some genres that I did not listen to prior to... Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, it's... I, I've, you know, I didn't know who Christopher Cross was before doing this, and I love that album now. Like, I it's keep like going back to it. Uh, uh-huh. If you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. I've really been interested in a lot of um, singer-songwriter music lately. Mm-hmm. I because of um, Carol Carol King was a winner, and then we also had um, Paul Simon. Paul Simon uh, last week. I've been really interested in Joni Mitchell. Oh, lately. Joni Mitchell is fantastic. And yeah, I've I've been really interested in her uh, album Blue. Very good. It's mm-hmm. her most like celebrate. It has the song River on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the album. If you listen to that episode of the Grammy Boys from Herbie Hancock. Yeah, the Herbie Hancock tribute album, which won the Grammy, not good. It's kind of bad. Sorry, Herbie. Um, Herbie Hancock. That was uh, 2008, right? Yeah. That was the um, 
the, stock market crash, right? Well, no, the, the, that was the uh, Herbie Hancock was the last African American artist to yes. win the Grammy before John Baptiste. Yeah, yeah and then it, yeah, before the fucking fourteen year period. You know, it just had to go. That's how progress works. Yes. Listen, anyway, Nikki, please. Uh, well, actually, what do you guys think of the other nominees? You know, Montero, Sour, all the other albums. Did you listen to any of them? Yes, I, I listened to Evermore. I listened to Donda. I listened to Montero. Did you think any of those were better than this one? You know, maybe a little bit. I, I, I didn't think that 2022 was the best year I... um, in terms of major commercial releases i think that there was some really great music that came out in 2020 mm-hmm. um 2020 and 2021 yeah but um you know to to be completely honest i i do think that um uh personally i i, I liked evermore and and montero more than yeah. i liked we are donda also i mean andy gave a bit of a a, a bit of a grimace when he said Donda, but I didn't think Donda was, was so terrible. I thought I, it was... Well, here's the thing, um, which is that Andy does not like Donda simply for the fact that it is by Kanye West. Mm. Um, he has not listened to Donda. He's listened to, I think, what? The first two tracks. He, he listened to Donda Chant. That is, um, yeah, that's not going to give you the best impression of the album. I think, I, I would say, I also don't think it was album of the year, but I think no, it was a I, very strong... You know, I mean, compared Donda, to fucking yeah. what Drake did last year with Certified Lover Boy, you know, much better album, in my opinion, than what? that. Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Is You saying it's better than Donda? I'd, I'd say that Donda is better than that. Oh, But also Montero God. came yeah, out in I the was, same month as both those that albums. Was a, that was a smell mm-hmm. test, I, Yeah, I do think Montero is better than Donda. I, I like Donda. I, I do like Kanye West. Um, mm. Not I'm not like a... Kanye head. Yeah, I'm not a huge fanboy. But I do, you know, Kanye Kanye West is is one of my um, favorite uh, hip-hop artists. And, and yeah. I think that Donda He's is, 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 you know, a... a um, a decent contribution to his discography. As opposed to, what was the one before this? Jesus, Jesus is King. Is King. Yeah. Jesus is King, I think, was weaker than Donda. I remember, I think shot. it was, it was the semester we met, um, me, you, Joe, and someone else were sitting in, I think it was Abby, uh, famed guest of the show, Abby. Uh, and we were all sitting in, like, uh, Cooper and talking about Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. And no one liked it. I actually did not finish listening to Jesus. It's, it's one of your shorter records. It so. is. It is. <laughs> I I got a little bit. It, well, it came out during a. That was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, that was a difficult year for me. Um, the, I it, nothing. Nothing. I I don't think he's had the a uh, an amazing record since um. Uh, Life of Pablo, but really. Interesting. Yes, I think that that was that was the uh, in in my mind that that was one of the last great Kanye. Kanye really, albums, yeah. You didn't you didn't like um, Yay. Yay wasn't bad. Yay Yay was the I, Kitsy Ghost. Kitsy Ghost, that was it was decent. Mm-hmm. It was decent. I don't think that it's surpassed. I I feel like there was a Kanye West has a many a, a few a few what I would call ten out of ten For albums um, and. Life of Pablo was the last, the last one. Yeah. Is it, what is what's your favorite Kanye album? It's probably College Dropout, to be honest. Really, okay. but it might be, it might be Life of Pablo. I'm not sure. All right, this is <laughs> no. not a this is not this, a Kanye West episode. Andy would forbid it. Anyway, if I can just say, I think that um, Montero or Olivia Rodrigo 
could have could have won it. You know, uh, yeah. Oh, Montero definitely. I think. I think Montero. Either Montero or Evermore. Evermore yeah. was fantastic. You know, I think the Grammys can handle gay or black. I don't think once you do both, I, I think both. they're like you know. Who's mm. the last gay winner of? The, has any gays won? Oh, I'm sure. Well, uh, but like out gays. Fucking who was the one we did after, or the one we did before? Uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon. Who did we do before that? Tell you. Wait, I, have the the I also have the spreadsheet. George Mitch, George Michael. He's gay, right? Oh yeah, George Michael's gay. It might be George yeah. Michael in 1989. I don't know if he was out then though, but yeah, he is. Hey, like, oh, he even worse. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Um, yeah, I think. Obviously, sexuality is not something we can just you know see someone and. No. Billie Eilish is... is die. Well, she likes okay. to queer bait, at least, so... Oh. I'm gonna cut Sorry, that for your be, sake. Sorry to be political, but anyway, well, so, it's a, it's a, well... I, you know, I do think that this album, at the very least, it is, there is merit in it winning. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, so many of these albums, Nikki, are just legacy, here you go. I'm surprised, I mean, I didn't listen to the Her album, but I did listen to the one previous, and I wasn't... Her keeps getting nominated for this award, and it's kind of upsetting. Well, that she just has to me, I mean, maybe her music has significantly improved, but back when her self-titled music was out, I really was—it just seemed like pretty, pretty run-of-the-mill R and B with a maybe like just like moodier, like contemporary flair. Um, so her, and then um, yeah, a couple others too. I just you know, but. Anyway, this is the one that won, so yes. let's talk about this one. Nikki, please start us off and talk about the album art. Okay, so I have to talk about the album art now. This has been your job for like 40 weeks, dude. <laughs> I'm going to look on my phone. It's right there on the screen. Well, but then I can't look, talk to the mic. Um, so we have, this is actually a really cool album cover in my opinion. I think it's really neat. Um, so I think it's, it looks like a painting. Um like, just the way that it's designed. I don't know if maybe they took a picture of it first and then, like, painted it or, or something, but... So we have John Batiste in the middle of the, of the photo. Um, he is wearing this long, elegant red robe and then a yellow scarf under it. He is uh, looking at you rather somberly, mm -hmm. I, I guess you could say. He's just kind of an of a, of a open stare. And... Um, in the background is just is just pure red, pure uh, red color with a little bit of noise. There's a vintage appeal to this to this cover. Um, uh, what I'm looking at, it says he has in the text in yellow text "We Are" by Jean Baptiste, and then there's a very small like um, kind of like typewriter looking text saying "Dedicated to the Dreamers, uh, Sears, Griots." And truth tellers who refuse to let us fully descend into madness. Yes. Which I think is a little dramatic, but I nonetheless I think is a is a good sentiment. On the deluxe edition, I just like to note it's the same thing, except the background is yellow and it and it has it has a bit of a gold flair to it. So interesting. Um but I think it's a it's a cool cover. Very, I think very regal looking. It is a little regal. I think the um the quality of it, like the kind of camera or or just like the aesthetics of the image it is reminiscent of what i think the album sounds like sonically mm -hmm. which is a very strong callback to 50s motown music mm -hmm. um you know uh like sort of that old j uh, jazz soul r&b of the of the mid to late uh 20th century uh it's very good yeah 
Sorry, I was just checking the time. What time is it? Where do you got to go? I'm just checking to see how long we're going. Do you have to go anywhere? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so dramatic. I'm just saying, what time is it? Um, I do want to know. Uh, this album was nominated for eight and won four awards in the same year. It won Album of the Year, as we know. Uh, best Music Video. Uh, best American Roots Performance and Best American Roots Song, which is weird that those are two separate Roots? categories. Yes. Performance and song. Yeah. For which song? Uh, for Cry, specifically. Mm, Cry. Which was the last single released for the record. Interesting. Okay. All right, let's talk about it. All right. This is a 38-minute record, and the first tr- 13 tracks, uh, the first track of which is the title track, We Are, which I am going to be honest, I think is one of the weaker tracks on the record. Really? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think it is a weird mix. I also think this record was mixed very quietly. Hmm. Because, uh, like, I rem- I was listening to an album that I'll talk to at the end of the show, talk about at the end of the show, um, and then, like, I switched to this after that was done, and I remember this just being so much quieter. Uh, and I don't know if that was intentional or whatever, but, oh, well. Uh, else, you know. Yeah, let me stop rambling. What did and what did you think? You're the guest. You know, I I I started to agree with Andy when I was on my first listen. I I didn't love what I was hearing. I thought it was interesting, but I thought it was. And then when they had the uh, the marching band come in, it kind of did come yeah. into its own and, and feel a little bit more uh, complete. I think that this I I agree with you. In the mix the sound wasn't fully complete without that marching band in there. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a uh, a good introduction to kind of the themes and the. Um, uh, I think what this album is trying to do sonically that yeah. that uh, brought it up higher in my book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think so too. I think it's a good start to the record. It was a very groovy intro, and I think there's a lot of groove on the record. Um, and I think that this this song really just kind of op- it, it just kind of opens up your 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 brain to the sort of s- um, color palette that we're hearing on the record. Um, the this song notably had a lot of features, a, a ver- like a, yeah, a like lot of features ten. that were just on the beginning. Um, one of which was the Saint Augustine High School Marching One Hundred. It was a march. That's the marching band that we heard, mm-hmm. and that was actually John Batiste's mm-hmm. um, high school. It was recorded in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Went back to to record. Good place. The same. Um, I found that I I do I do agree that the, some of the mixing was a little strange. I noted in particular towards the end, um, a lot of it felt much in the background um p- particularly the horn section which was bright but not up front um so i was just hearing that like really tinny high end but none of like the thickness that you really want in a in a horn um yeah i thought it was it, it was a good opener um it was it was a very multi-layered and multifaceted track that that expanded and changed as we go on um which was a which was just a nice little change of pace for Something. All right. Next track. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. No. And you know, never I, I do want to know. There was a nice little um, transition between the two songs. Where at the end of the last song, there was a little kid going, "Tell the truth." Tell yeah. the truth. And then it transitioned into this, uh, which is an uh, arguably, in my opinion, a better song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, you know we get the more quiet, uh, more choir in it. Uh, but then we get kind of like. Uh, more time to the synths and trumpets that were introduced in the first track. I think this song was a lot better, like balanced in terms of the instrumentation and the vocal pieces that were in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was this was my favorite tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just a lot tighter. I thought um, it, it was 
it had it had more interesting things going on compositionally. What really stood out to me was the drums on this track. Uh, I looked up as James Gadson is on the is on the on the drums there, and he just really was incredibly um, I think important to to making that song really really pop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it ends up having a uh, a much stronger groove because because of it. Um, and and I I, li- I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought this track and a lot of other tracks had some strong Stevie Wonder vibes to it. Yeah, I th- well, I th- in, later in the album he talks about it. He talks about like the influences for him musically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was very interesting um, that you guys asked me to come on for it for this one, uh, considering the the last one I was on was on Stevie Wonder's mm-hmm. uh, Innovisions, and I think there's a lot of uh, kind of parallels between this album and um, Innovisions. Uh, oh, 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 what was the year that Innovisions was? Innovisions was 73? 73. Yeah, mid-70s. So, so yeah, Innovisions almost, was released 73. Almost, almost exactly 50 years ago. Um, mm. And definitely, like, you know, John, like when I was when I was doing some research on this thing, John Baptiste is, is talking a lot about um, his, uh, how much the COVID-19 pandemic and the George Floyd and Brianna Taylor protests and all the like things that have happened in the past few years, like really was important to the creation of this album. Mm-hmm. And that was the same case with Innovisions and Steven Wonder back in 73. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I think when I was on here that last time I talked a lot about how you really do need to look at an album within the context of its time yeah. and how like not just, I think this album shows more so to us now in 2022 than Stevie Wonder does in 2022. Um, how, like, the context of time both uh, in the present but also in the past, you know. Uh, this album, unlike Stevie Wonder, can really draw on and be influenced by its past as things that, you know, obviously Stevie Wonder could not be influenced by the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but But <laughs> by the nature of seeing, like, where this genre has gone, where music now is still where we still are as a, as a country and as a, um, uh, as a culture, uh, mm-hmm. and seeing like what, what has progressed, but also what hasn't progressed. What, uh, yeah. both, both in terms of politically, but also just in music, what, in yeah. what are we still doing in music that we were doing the same things 50 years ago mm-hmm. and like, well, this works and what stuff has really changed, you know? Well, yeah. you know, that, that going to lean into the bit more of the music side of that, a lot of like this record is, I, I think I enjoy this record by far the most out of the three of us. I thought this was a really good record. Uh, again, I don't think it was better than Montero. Different goats for different boats. Um, anyway, I thought Tell the Truth was a good song. I love Tell the Truth. Oh my god, we're on the second track. Uh, there's a slight, like, they put, like, an amp on his voice or some sort of distortion that made it, like, very, again, very reminiscent of the, he's, he's taking his shirt off because he's sweating. Yeah, because your fucking room is a billion degrees, dude. It is not. Are you sweaty? No, I'm fine. I can open a window. Even though I'm, there's a lawnmower outside. I'm fine. Um, oh, yeah, no, that fucking lawnmower wasn't that bad to Z-Noise out last week. Oh, okay, that's fine. You, yeah. <laughs> the, song, the song felt like I was at a summer concert in the South. That's what it felt like to me. And that's all I'm going to say about this track. <laughs> Let's move on. Em, you got anything? Oh no! I said what well, I, oh, okay. I love the drums. Yeah, that was that's yeah. that was my that, my note that I wrote down. Love the drums, James Gadson. Uh, go. Next, I gotta find out who what else he's been on because yeah. you know. Next track, cry. Wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. This album instrumentally was great. I think every musician on the album got a chance to like do their best on this specific track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very rockish rock song. The rock song. Yes. Um, I'd probably say the most rock on the record. Uh. Yeah, really, really love this track, the bass specifically. Um, I 
thought it was okay. Uh, there's there's this high falsetto which ha- sounded like him wailing. Um, he put passion into each uh, time he was like, ah! um, I liked it. It was, I did note it was kind of like a classic rock or like a more like down-tempo country track. Uh, there wasn't a lot happening, I felt. Uh, like there wasn't a lot of progression, but um, well, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I thought this track was um was was interesting in the way that some people were describing the it's like it's, like you know you both of you said it's it's unique sonically in the sense it's pretty southern rock, mm-hmm. um, and I think it it's interesting when I was doing research on it to um uh point out like southern rock is has a lot of its roots in black music culture of Louisiana mm-hmm. of where John is is yeah, coming from bluegrass and. Um, when like today it's a, it's people think of Southern rock as being a very white, uh, white genre, but I, I think it fits in super well. If you, if, if he is trying to like showcase music of the black South and specifically of black Louisiana, this, mm-hmm. this fits in very nicely there. And I, I enjoyed to have that kind of, uh, diversity of sound, you mm-hmm. know, in this, I think this is well-placed and thing. I thought the sound, the song itself was, was fine. I liked it. You know, it, it, it did not stand out to me very, um, uh, in any specific specific sense, in that sense, but I thought it was a a well composed song and a well a well well recorded, well mixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next track, I need you. Uh, also, I, I want to Andy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no one else does your music work for you. Do you fucking? I'm talking about the management work. Get on it. Ah. Anyway, I got connections. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I want to point out. Uh, not only is the album title itself, every single track on the album. Uh, the title is uppercase caps lock. Okay. I just think that is interesting to point out. I'll I'll be screaming on my album too. Isn't yours all lowercase though? Mine's all uppercase. Is it? I God willing. I if Distro Kid will let me. <laughs> that's the question. They will. Um. I yeah, I need you is uh pretty close to like a spoken like it's got like spoken word lyrics on it, mm-hmm. which I thought was really nice. Oh yeah. Uh, the again the instrumentalists uh everyone like everyone playing an instrument on this track. Had so much room to shine. Um, you, I really like the fucking parallel or the non-intersect. Yeah, the parallels between the high and low vocals on this track. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, this uh, is again a great track. I yeah, I thought I thought it was a good one. Very funky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walking string bass really adds to the funk. Um, yeah, those 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 rap verses. There was a very strong juxtaposition between his between like his singing voice, which is very high and airy. And very dynamic, and then his low voice, his rap uh, verses were very, um, you know, very. Uh, well, they were just really contrasting with uh, with the with the main refrain. Um, I noticed that I think he was in this track that he. This might just be a, like a nitpick for me as someone who's very careful about like word choice when I'm when I'm writing, but uh, you know he his rap verses were very. He he'd only decided to rhyme sometimes, and I you know I either do it all the time or don't do it all. You know what are you doing? What are you? Oh okay. Um, and so and the, some of the things he was rapping about seemed pretty. I don't know, like mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was like what he was going for, just talking about like the little things. There's a couple of other places in the record where he's kind of just. Where lyrically he's just kind of talking about like pretty pretty normal stuff, um, but still I thought it was a good track and the, there's a there's a brief but zany uh, saxophone solo towards the end which was nice. Yeah, I, I um I felt like this track was an interesting juxtaposition to the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was a big shift in in both theme and also in in texture. 
Um, I didn't really love the rap verses on this one. I, I, mm. I this was the I think this is the first part in the album where we start hearing um, yeah. rap in, in it, mm-hmm. and it, I just it didn't quite land for me. I felt like his um his uh I'm not even sure what exactly you'd call it. it the meter might have felt off, or there was something about the way his diction that just yeah. didn't quite work for me yeah um and and you know at, at first i was uh you know i'll talk about it in, in when we get to the next few tracks but uh at first i was a little bit concerned when i heard this one because i was like oh boy is this gonna be like what the rap is for the album and it's not you know mm-hmm. he his his uh the the rap verses in the later parts of the album are much better and yeah. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. those parts more but here i was a little bit like hmm i, I don't know what my i was a little apprehensive um and the sax one was great i, I love sax mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I did note that it in this track in particular there, um, but there are there are some other points. I think generally the album has really great vocal performances, though I do think that there are very clear moments where they're not mm-hmm. exactly perfect. I, I completely agree with that. And I think it's the rap verses that really that stand out for me, especially this this song, yeah. um, where I feel like he i think it's just the words that he's using and and his flow mm-hmm. it's not it's not exactly there it's not as art, um articulated as i would like it to be and um and i think he's you know he's really just the, the words that he's using it might be more words that are in, that are required in the mm-hmm. in the in the meter so um but otherwise it was fine um i don't have my notes open anymore Oh, we're only on track five. Uh, what you talking about? I'm talking about the last track. Ha, 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 need ha, you. Honey. Next song, what you talking about? Uh, yeah, this is a great vocal performance uh, from ba- John Batiste. Um, the fucking solo at the end, the fucking phenomenal. The slint solo, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you guys think? I I love this one. This one mm-hmm. was you know, like I said, I I didn't love the rap in the in the last one, but this one I thought it was really well. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed. Um, you know, when I was, when I was doing things, I, I found a quote from John, uh, Baptiste where he's talking about it and he's, he's saying, he's like, I don't believe in genres, but I'll call it punk video game jazz rock. <laughs> Might explain why I liked it so much. Thanks, John. Um, and, and he, you know, he says, he's like, he says being a black entertainer in America, um, it's like going through a video game where in every level you beat, you get to the next level and the boss is harder. I imagine myself jumping into the TV and running through different levels of a video game. Hmm. So it was a very, I, I was surprised when I read that cause I'm not, I didn't catch that on my first listen. Yeah. No. I, was like, okay. I didn't feel the video game aspect to it. But it was an interesting way to think about, think about the music and think about like, it is, it is zany. It is a little bit more, more, um, high energy than some of the other, mm-hmm. some of the other ones on here. But, um. Uh, no, I, I, the vocal performances also, I think they were fantastic. I think that it had really tight, um, structure. I never felt like bored in the song. I never mm. felt like some parts were lag dragging too long. And, but also I never felt like I wanted like a verse to last longer than it did or a thing. I just felt like it was exactly where it needed to be. And then, and then, um, uh, kept things moving. Interesting. I disagree. Um, <laughs> well, uh, kinda, I, I, I didn't find the hook. To be all that interesting, because he was just repeating, "What you talking about? What you talking about?" And then there's like a background chant, like, "Oh, um, I don't know. I just didn't find it all that gripping." But um, yeah, I, it, it, I'll, I'll give it merit for still having that high energy. You know mm-hmm. that that I think is, um, I think the more uh, upbeat and uh, high energy tracks for me are, are a highlight for this record, and and this is this is included in that. 
<laughs> Move on, Andy. Uh, next track, Boyhood. And Nikki, you know I'm a sucker for like a nostalgic childhood track. You are? You don't listen to this episode. You do, we just say words at each other and say, mm-hmm, that. You know how Andy just loves the stock market? <laughs> you know how he just is constantly talking about crypto? It's really like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big listener, Andy. I'm going to kill Nikki Kulai. I know how much Andy loves his Ethereum. I'm going to kill Nikki Kulai with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this track, Andy? I love this track. Uh, you get, like I said, I'm a sucker for, like, nostalgic lyrics of, like, hanging out with kids on bikes and, you know, fucking going down the block. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of times when you look at things of what John Baptiste is talking about with, with this, when he talks about how this is about very much, uh, an atemporal album, it's about where we are now, it's about where we came from, it's about where we're going. Mm. And this one is very much the nostalgia of where we came from yeah. and, and what's going on. And, and you know, I, I was, if we, we can, we could go on a whole aesthetic tangent about why do we love nostalgic innocence in, in our, like, why, why is that so mm-hmm. attractive to us? Um, especially like when maybe our childhood was not like perfect. Maybe, maybe we did have to grow up in a, um, uh, and have some some rough edges around around our childhood. Are um, you saying that the kids who grew up during the two thousand eight financial crisis didn't have a perfect childhood? I mean, yeah, they didn't. Um, but why do we like you know? Is is it is it is it are things better now? Are things do we? Why do we want to go back to? Is it because we could ignore it then? Yeah, or? Uh, I willing blissfully ignored it as my mom fed me apple slices. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this track. I thought it was also one of the stronger ones mm-hmm. on the album. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that. Uh, uh, it had good. It had a, a good compositional elements to it. I thought that it was good performances on it. It was good. Um, uh, it was good. Nikki hated this track, didn't he? I didn't actually. Oh my god, Nikki liked a track about childhood and youthfulness. Why are you such a little bitch, Andy? <laughs> no, really. I'm gonna put your fucking dukes up. I'll fucking take you right now. Wait, can I just say about Boyhood? Please say something about um, Boyhood. I didn't say anything about it actually, so I'm gonna talk about it, oh which god. is that I really like that the this there's a bit of a change in the instrumental. It had electronic programmed drums. I thought that was really great. More contemporary rapping that was reminiscent of Childish Gambino, Mac Miller, and early Chance the Rapper before everyone hated him. Um, I thought, Andy, you'll, I wanted to point out that one of the features is PJ Morton, who I shouted out last episode. Um, for he released an album last week, PJ Morton. Uh, he, he is a, he is a key, he's like a keyboardist, kind of jazz and soul keyboardist. Um, and he had a really good project that he released last week uh, called Watch the Sun. And I name dropped him, and now he's on this album. So I did you that. You did that. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to say. Good trombone solo at the end, too. Thank you, Trombone Shorty. Yes. Also another feature. Track number seven, Movement 11. Um, I felt the spirit of Fred Rogers in the beginning. <laughs> Could you elaborate on who Fred Rogers is for our listeners and me? What? I do not know Fred Rogers. Did you not just like laugh at what I when I said Fred <laughs> Rogers like five seconds ago? Did I'm, I? Andy, I'm talking about Mr. Rogers. Oh my god. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mr. Fred Rogers. You know, the guy And from... you know, I never fucking heard his first name before. What did you think his first name was? Mr. <laughs> um you know fred rogers went to college for music interesting he was going to be a um he's going to be like a minister he's going to be a mm. priest but he went to 
Crown College. That's not correct. It started with a C. Um, Clown College. You went to Clown College (laughs) to become a priest. Um, Anyway, it felt at the beginning, like, just with the nice plucky high-end keys. It reminds, you know, when you watch Mr. Rogers, and he's like, hey, neighbor, and then it sounded like that. And um, but then it got scary and dramatic towards the middle, and all these like strings and fiddles and ah, um, and then and then uh, get transitions to adulthood, the next track. But but we're not. Are we just gonna skip through? Sorry, you know sometimes Andy does. Well, that you to know me, it's so. a really I, you know uh, I don't, there's not a lot to say about Movement Eleven for me at least. Uh, but it is a very lovely uh, I guess almost interlude kind of. Fred McFeely Rogers. Um, is that his middle name? He went to Rollins College. He he was Not first at Dartmouth. Sorry, he was first at Dartmouth, and then he transferred to Rollins College for music. Um, also went to Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Oh, that's fun. From from my from from what I was reading about um about the writing this piece and some of John Baptiste's thoughts on it, he talks about how um after Boyhood, this is his college experience. If you don't know, John Baptiste went to Juilliard um for um. Classical piano, I think. Um, I'm not exactly sure. He went to he went to Juilliard, and he's and of course Juilliard's a uh, a major classical conservatory. So he has this kind of bit about his his classical life, which is why it has those those mm-hmm. strings and that plucky piano and and all those things. Um, but I think it, it really is a cool way to um combine like the, these two almost partner tracks, yeah, of tr- boyhood and adulthood, transition between the two. Um. Of of you know going to going to college uh, of being that transition and also he you know he ends up going to um, uh, moving to New York City for that and leaving leaving the South and coming to New York City and then New going Orleans. into adulthood mm. it's, it's a big of that um, transitory uh, thing so I think I think I think it's fitting for the role that it fills in the album mm-hmm. and I I thought it was I thought it was good I thought yeah. I liked it uh, and then moving into the actual track adulthood. Why are you making a pog face, Nikki? I'm going to kill Andy today. And it will be in this room. Do you want me to save that audio clip so you can put it on a Kulai track? <laughs> I think you should. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that way when he actually kills me, there'll be evidence. <laughs> Damning evidence. Put in court. Nikki goes to distro cave. Like, hey, can we take the song down real quick? <laughs> I... Um, I thought it was a nice transition from Boyhood, mm-hmm. the, the track previous to the previous track. Um, this one was much more down-tempo towards the beginning. It just uh, really the only thing carrying it is these um, uh, snare clicks, these uh, uh, rim, rim shots, it's called. Uh, and then it picks up towards the end with some fun brass, which yeah. I thought was good. You know, this album had a lot of uh, shaker on it, too, which was, yeah. Do you want me to sample that, too, Nick? Are we doing ASMR now? I don't know. What do you want from me, Andy? It's a good podcast episode. <laughs> good podcast. We already got a good one. What? <laughs> do you have a secret podcast that I don't know about? When are we starting our podcast? Oh, yeah. Andy can edit it. I'll edit it for money. I'll give you $10. An hour? A podcast. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have much to say about adulthood. Um, I thought it was good. I honestly cannot really remember this track very well. Um, I didn't really write much down for it. Um, it's more uh, choiry, I guess, yeah. like traditional church. It didn't and, stick out to me. Yes. Um, following was the twenty second uh, interlude, I guess, mm. introduction track for the next track, Mavis, 
who is, I believe, I brought up her Wikipedia. Mavis Staples. Yeah, Mavis Staples. Teaches typing. Nope. Mavis Beacon. Mavis Staples Mavis is an American rhythm and blues gospel singer and civil rights activist. She has recorded and performed her family's band, The Staples Singers. She is the last surviving member of the band and also a solo artist. I like this. this, this yeah, song. this little interlude where she's talking about what she believes freedom is, transitioning yeah. into the next track. I thought it was nice to have a little, um, you know, sometimes sometimes I have a... I almost sometimes have an issue with fatigue during this portion of the album, like after you get past the um, the A side, the A side, and the beginning of the B side can be kind of, um, uh, you know, difficult difficult to find things. But I think that this is this was a good way to um, uh, to keep things moving. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's interesting, Nikki. We talk a lot about A side and B side, uh, like specifically it. referencing when the it is on the record. Mm-hmm. We do not actually ever know when the actual cut is. We just assume. Well. Well, Andy, the more modern tracks, they don't more modern. They don't well, really know. have a side B side. It's just one one big guy. Well, I mean, you know, music going back to vinyl for some reason. We d- what's vinyl? Your mom. There's a lot of violence in this room today. Well, you know, I just think me and Nikki hung out before recording the episode, so we yeah, got out all of our mistake? good. Yeah, we got all of our good feelings out of the way. We established that we were friends who hang out outside of the podcast, we so f- now we can bully each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can only enjoy his cup. We can only enjoy each other's company for one hour over video call. <laughs> Anything aside from mm-hmm. that is and Annie has to like drive what dangerous like fifty minutes back home. After yeah, this. I, I gotta like, simmer down, get a yeah. fucking iced coffee on the way home. This I won. Is, this is yeah. This, this is, is riveting great. conversation for our listeners to tune in on. And then you showed up. Hi, Abby. Let's finish this album. <laughs> Oh, Freedom! This Freedom, is the big yes. single. This I like was, this one. This was a very good track. Uh, I believe this was the second single on the album. Nikki, you have the Wikipedia page. Do you want to confirm or deny? Um, do I? It actually wasn't a single at all. I'm a jackass. Oh, really? Yeah. It just, I thought is, this was the most single of them all. Well, yeah, this is the only... Uh, this is the most listened to song on the album, which is interesting. That wasn't released as a single. Yeah, and, that is interesting. Hmm. At least on Spotify. Do you can you get that number on Apple Music? Like how many streams it has? Um, I can get a star next to the, next to the title. Um, hold on, because I can ask him. Uh, it is his number two most listened oh, wow. to song currently. Top song number one being "It's All Right" from the Soul soundtrack. That which is interesting. Yes. Uh, that's a good movie. Yeah, has I movie? have not seen it. Uh. Yeah, it is. I cried a little bit. It must be really good. I cry a lot. Cry? I don't know what you're talking about. Andy, you don't cry. Not in front of you. Why not? I exclusively cry when connecting with art. I I gave you an album. Yeah, it didn't make me cry. I'll try again. Until next you're time. Doug Woolover performing in uh, Fun Home, you can't make me cry. Woolover. <laughs> is that not his last name? Woolover. It's, it's his name, but it was just an interesting way to... Uh, anyway, we've it. doxed another man. We put the name of these people at the end. It's going to say featuring M. Mitchell on this episode. We say Abby Jean for Abby. Well, Abby asked for that. Yeah. What do you want? It's already out What's there. What's your name? <laughs> you can do M. Mitchell. That's fine. So Freedom we've is, already done M. Mitchell. That's good. Freedom is a beautifully groovy track with three exclamation points. I'm going to have to cut um, so much from this. I really, I thought it was cute how he jumps up to his high falsetto mm-hmm. when he's hitting those high notes. 
Um, I think a lot is happening with a lot of call and response vocals. I think also to the the um, the uh, introductory verse. Uh, I think I think that the the refrain was really fun because it's like when my when I move my body just like this, I don't know why, but I feel like freedom. Jesus Christ. I, I think that is a great lyric. I think that's really cool. I hear a song that takes me back and I let go with so much freedom. I think it's just really it's it's very I think the way that he's expressing himself is is Im- embodied by the lyrics or the lyrics embody how he's he's feeling mm-hmm. and that like he's he is he is expressing himself so freely and with so but with so much power behind it. It's not like chaotic. Well, I mean you could think it's chaotic. Yeah, but, but I, like controlled chaos. Yeah, almost. like it's really like I feel free, you know. It's, it's really good. Yeah, he's it's not a destructive chaos. It is a free chaos. Like, you know, he's not doing it to harm. He's doing it to celebrate. It's a celebratory. Um, you got anything more to say about freedom? Oh, they just did the sign of the cross, ladies and gentlemen. Do you need more water? No, no, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, no, free- yeah, no, I like freedom. It reminded me a lot of, um, like, old school, like, uh, James Brown tracks. Like, that kind of uh, mm. very, like, revolutionary attitude in music. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Next track, Show Me The Way. I thought this was a good song. Nikki is laughing. Sorry, I was thinking about, um. You're thinking about Knuckles? Uh, yes. <laughs> so I thought this track was really good. Yeah, I um, think that it's a really cool thing when artists reference the people who influenced them. But no, uh, yeah, no, I think it's really nice that he uh, specifically shouts out like Stevie Wonder, Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. uh, Nina Simone. Yeah, we love uh, these people. Yeah, we do. We talked about Nina Simone last week. I love Nina Simone. Uh, yeah. I thought that the record scratching in the background was a nice throwback touch. It, the track was really spacey mix-wise. It was full of reverb and delay. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. That's I, all I'm going to say, Andy. I know. <laughs> We're so hot. Nick, we need to, can we hug? Can, come on, give me a hug. We're on tape. Yeah, I know. We're, we're you didn't want me. Excuse me. When I came in here, I, I was, was like, "Hi, Andy, do you want a hug?" And then he doesn't want the hug. Abby, you hear Andy this? was like, "That's too much hug, Nikki. Do you want to do the bro hug?" Do you no, want I want a hug. Do you want a hug? It's okay. an actual hug. Mmm, good man. <laughs> Gonna slap you next time. Isn't that nice? <laughs> we're just is, you know gotta fast. tune down the hospital. You wanna go energy. fishing later? God no. You know it was Jean Valjean who said that. Everywhere one seeks to produce meaning, to make the world signify, to render it visible. We are not, however, in danger of lacking meaning. Quite the contrary. We are gorged with meaning and it is killing us. And that is how I feel watching Andy and Nikki today make this podcast. We've been doing this for so long. Like, this podcast has been, like, consistently... consistent things in my life. It's been consistently the top five things. And within the top five things in the front of our mind, because we've been doing it so regularly, uh, especially... You need me, a vacation. I'm, listen, when this episode That's ends, called bulking the episodes and then taking a week off. That's not... Yeah, like, that's not vacation. That's doing a lot in the same amount of time. What I'm trying to say is, me and Nikki are so ready for this to be over. That's not true. That's his perspective. I'm so ready for this to be over. I am so excited for Nikki to just be my friend. Who doesn't have to record conversations? You, you both of you are getting are are much more than that. Much more than what? Pals. I know. And you know, Nikki, I'm so glad that we've gotten to episode 60. I gonna be honest, am surprised that we've every week put out an episode of this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I know. Glad Em could be part of two of them. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. 130 sec. I mean, I, even with the bonus episode, you know. Uh hey, what did you think of Show Me the Way, Em? 
Um, this was around the point that. Oh wait, no, this is the one with um Zadie Smith, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. This one was. I I thought it was fun. I yeah. thought it was fun to have Zadie Smith on there. I did not know that she was a musician. Who's Zadie uh, Smith? She is a um. She's like a. She's a writer. Um. First and, and foremost, but she's she's like you know one of those um, novelist essayists. Yeah, an essayist. That's the what I was looking for. Okay. Um, uh, she's a she's like a, a big thinker in like the creative writing sphere and and mm. you know, um, uh, award winning award winning um, you know author and and all that. Cool. Was she good? Did, was she, I mean was she on this? Yeah, she she was a feature on this. Yeah. And, um, was she singing? Yes. Just, okay. uh, the, you listen to it, bro. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you have uncredited singers. Uh, yes, John Baptiste calls her a closet musician. Um, saying or a closet singer. That's right. I'm they a they apparently would have pandemic jam sessions over Zoom. Which, as someone who, for my for my profession, had to do pandemic musical performances across multiple. Oh yeah, instrumentalists and vocalists. I do not understand why anyone would subject themselves to that for fun. Yeah, no, like even like when we record this shit ass podcast, uh, <laughs> we have to like sync, and Nikki's like three seconds behind me the entire time. That's not my. When fault. we ever, whenever we have Zach on, he's usually like ten seconds behind me. I'll like stop talking and I'll like talk to Zach, oh and he'll, God, just, yeah, that, the, he'll that, just sit there like that. First Zach episode was uh, was something. Why? It just in terms of like it, the delay. Yeah, no, and like that's when syncing was still like not super mm-hmm. set in stone with us. And I would like sit, say something, and Zach would just sit there like, like an. NPC. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, they had to load his dialogue. It's like you're in CNN, you know, you've got the guy. Oh my god, the talking head. Yeah, yeah, you've got the talking head in in Kentucky, and you're calling in from New York City, and and they're and they're like looking like really mm-hmm. like they're listening, and then there's like five seconds of silence, then. Yeah, Dana, I really agree with what you're saying. <laughs> so back to this, uh, back to the album. Uh, a lot of segues today. Well, we've just been going. This happens every time we're in person, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, sing. So, to be honest, I don't have much to say about this second half. Yeah, these last two tracks, especially. Um, this was, you know, I listened to this album twice. I've listened to it like three times today alone. Okay. Um, I I wanted to listen to it again yesterday. I listened to it album twice. I I I. I was on a cry trip uh, coming back from, from our nation's capital. Oh, you were in D.C. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about was, that after. Yeah. Um, and so I listened to the album on my way back as I'm driving on I-81 in Pennsylvania, which, if you don't know, is incredibly boring. Um, I, oh, I know. I listened to the Lingua Ignota album. Oh, that's a fantastic one. That talks about on, how terrible on, Pennsylvania on is. I-81. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, this was actually, I think this was this, I, uh, my second lesson would have been, uh, after I had crossed over into the border, it's, it's from the drive from Binghamton to Syracuse, which also is not a great, it's better than I-81. Well, I mean, it's still an like I-81, but there's less, I mean, I don't know what your experience was, but for me, I find that Pennsylvania is uh, where all the trucks are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was the last like seven, it was like the last hour of my seven hour trip. And then like, this was the point where I started to kind of lose, lose focus on some of the things. So, you know, I, I like these trucks. It did. Um, what is it? Until was was got my attention again, mm. but I don't have much to say about Sing. I thought um, Sing was a uh, it, it was a fine like full closer. It was kind of the closer, yeah. like yeah. the last full track on yeah. the record. I thought it was okay. I actually kind of wish that the last song on the record was Freedom. I thought that that was like a good mm, okay. kind of wrap things sure. up on a high note for me. Um, 
I think that it, this, the, the, the track starts out really sad, but then it has the lyrics are very uplifting, saying that I'm going to sing instead of crying, you know. Um, it's supposed to be a good feeling. And then the, I think the hook has like these like background male vocals going like, hoo, 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 or something like that. Um, not like an owl, but like good. Um, and then the and then the final track until I thought was also a very nice closer. It didn't yeah. really match until surprise. Uh, my first thought was that sing was the last song of the album. Yeah. yeah. And when until started, I had assumed that my Spotify had just like queued More up like, another right. song from another album. But then I was like, oh, this is still. I found this was very interesting when I was when I was um, uh, reading what John Baptiste's thoughts about this. He said that sing is like the closing credits. Mm. And then, like, Until is almost like the post-credits scene mm. of the thing. He says, he, and, and he's, like, the, he's like, the album could be listened cyclically. And he's, like, Until is supposed to be, like, you know, almost an Ouroboros-type type moment of, mm-hmm. of leading back. And, like, the Until is the answer to We Are, but it's also kind of the question. Which, he says this, and I kind of see what he's saying, but on the other hand, I'm not sure. Well, listen, how- you have to mythologize your music mm-hmm. some way. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I was listening to an album recently, and, like, the artist is like, yo, listen to this trilogy in reverse. And I thought that was a really cool go line. Go fuck yourself. I mean, what? Literally, what? shut the fuck up, Andy. I swear to... That's a line that I say on... It, it's a good line. line. It yeah. helps complete the story. I'm gonna kill Is that a trilogy? It's now it is. Well, Petrochoric, Geminis, and um, Hyperthesis. Hyperthesis is a trilogy. Why are you mad about that? I'm not, but you're just doxing me right now. <laughs> uh, well, I'm talking about. I, I, I am Illuminati. Triangle. In the context of the of the track, I'm talking about. It's the the mm. final track is titled LGS three, mm. um, and so it's calling back to the previous two tracks. But but the whole the, I've kind of there seen, won't ever be an LGS four. No, no, there won't. I won't be. let him. And I'll he won't, write it. There'll be an arrow too if you don't know what's good for you. It's just about murder. <laughs> <laughs> arrow yes. two is a really detailed location of where he hid my body. <laughs> it's just coordinates. It's like the what is what is the theory that um that uh John Lennon's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's actually dead. And like if you listen to like the white album in reverse, it like tells you like your mom's name or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um but I think I th- I like to think of hyperthesis as like I th- I like to think of it as a trilogy mm-hmm. of a sort of like mm-hmm. co- like a sort of collegiate sort of like sure sure you know mm-hmm. except you know, the last third's not well the last third I think is a sort of you should listen to it and then you'll see mm-hmm. like it's a sort of reflection on gra- sure. graduating okay. forward it following. Uh, yeah and not um, to take the I focus away from it. but like I do like when artists like mystify their work like that and kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. create the narrative. Um, yeah, well, I think you kind of have to in order to like sell it. Well, you I know? mean, in some way, that that's, is that's not where true. I disagree because I think like sometimes artists do feel like they have to, and I don't know if it's always, sometimes an album can just be an album. Sometimes it can just be twelve singles. Yeah, well, I it, yeah yeah well I, I I guess that's not an album. I guess well, uh, yeah, it's a compilation unless you're Stevie Wonder. Um, <laughs> I think that you're right that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to make mm-hmm. like a sort of narrative out of yeah. it. I think that some artists want to choose to have, have some sort of structure to, it. Mm-hmm. you know, they choose to have a sort of concept. Yes. Or theme. And, and with, we are, it is very clearly yeah. a, there is very clearly a narrative to this. Album. Yes. Um, and, and it is very much like autobiographical and mm-hmm. also like is saying things and does have like a clear structure. And so I don't think that like, I, I'm I'm not arguing with John Petrus and like saying like it was unnecessary to like have this whole thing about it going into. I just yeah. don't know how well it was executed compared to the way that other artists have. That's done. that's the thing is like you can talk about your intentions behind it, mm-hmm. but then the execution, you exactly. know, is that the exactly. same thing? Mm-hmm. 
That's how I feel about Geminitis. The, yeah. That's how I feel about Petrichoric. Petrichoric is something, all right. Hey. Hey, it's not that hey, bad. Hey, I'm on it. You are. I'm very scared. Hey, I watched it. Looked at it. When did, yeah, part <clears throat> of your capstone. There was a song. No. You, I watched a there performance There was no capstone. I saw a performance of it at Petra some point. Petrichoric wasn't your capstone. There was no capstone. There was no capstone. His capstone got Canceled. COVID. What did you watch? You watched the, my collage concert. I watched performance. a performance. Yeah, that was. You need to censor that immediately. <laughs> censor that. That can't come out on tape. Not so, especially not today. Not today. Nikki, <laughs> not today. <laughs> hey, Nikki, can you ask future Andy? Hey, I swear to God, Andy, please cut out anything relating to Nikki's previous music from anything before 2018. Anything not on Spotify. Let's anything say. that's not on Spotify needs to be canceled. Before Nikki gets but don't Yeah, before Nikki gets Hey, Future Andy, we appreciate everything you do. I know you're really tired right now. It's probably Saturday. It's probably Sunday. No, it's Sunday. No, I keep Sunday open in case we do Cyberpunk now. Uh, Also, the feeling of not having to edit the podcast on Sunday night is pure bliss. It's a Lord's Day. Uh, But no, Future Andy, you're doing great. Um, Get yourself a drink of water, please. Andy, finish the... Give us your thoughts. No, M goes first. M's the guest, and then you. And then... No, give us the thoughts about the last track on the album. Oh, singing until <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, I think the Ouroboros kind of structuring is really. What nice. is that? An Ouroboros? Yeah, what does that it's mean? It's a snake that eats its own tail. Mm-hmm. It's like a symbolic. Skyrim. There might be. Ouroboros there is a faction in Skyrim that uses that symbol. Oh really? I was guessing, but <laughs> just sounded like it belonged. It's it's like right. an old like classical like you know. Interesting. Um, but no, okay. I think you know being a one minute little finale if you so choose to use yeah. that word is it fits a track um i probably wouldn't listen to this track on its own i, I like the track on its own i i just was surprised that it was well, yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. was just surprised that the album was still going um but em, do you want to give final thoughts and then your score final thoughts on the album i thought it was a um well I'll say what i said before we started recording which was that this was a technically uh a very a very uh well done album technically uh, I thought it had good compositional elements. I thought it had good features. I thought it had. Uh, I, I like the narrative. I, I do. I do like. You know. I don't think albums need to have a narrative. I do think they need to have a theme. Mm. But I, I do like when an album does have a narrative that you can follow. Um, you know. Um, it's not exactly. It's not exactly my my personal aesthetic taste. Sometimes. Um, I didn't personally feel like this was. Um, a, a 10 out of 10 album i did not mm. think that when i think album of the year i often think like this is like a close to perfect mm-hmm. and this one did not really do that for me i have some you know some small things with it i had like um but i didn't think it was bad i thought it yeah. was i thought it was a very thing honestly i was a little bit disappointed because i do really like john baptiste in some of his previous works and i don't really like on uh on uh colbert sure that's your favorite um your favorite tv show my favorite tv i you know i definitely watch cable tv um <laughs> you have a you have a poster of the big bang theory it says bazinga on it do you uh, want me to cut that m so people don't actually think that no, no, let, let them you, think that let them think that i have i have let them know, think that i'm a i'm the liberal. biggest young sheldon fan <laughs> can you score the album please uh, out of 63 out of 63 one being the lowest 63 being the highest like like in comparison to other other best nope, stuff. Nope, just, nope, nope, just, just your personal uh, rate. It's a one out of ten, but bigger. Probably like a thirty-four. Really? Okay. I'm not that big on this one. I thought it was okay. I thought this was one definitely one of the albums that I've heard. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was a little bit above average, but I probably mm-hmm. would not listen to it again. Nikki. Yeah, I thought it was not bad. Um uh it 
I don't think it was worth the Grammy Award. I, again, I there were some other strong contenders there. Um, although I think it was comparatively, relatively speaking to some of our previous Grammy wins, I think it was much more polished and um, yeah. a bit more refined than some of the other things that have won. I think, yeah, if I could go a little bit off of that, I felt like this was a very clean album. Yes. Um, and in some ways, I did not love that. I felt like it was very much on the diplomatics, but it did not really challenge me. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I, um, I did like how we've discussed. I like that it called back to the sort of retro themes of, you know, Stevie Wonder, um, Motown music, 50s era soul and blues, uh, mm. New Orleans uh, music. Um, the performances in some places were not all there, especially with some of the rapping for me. A lot of the sung performances, however, were really stand out. There's a very, there's a lot of extremes with the quality of, um, of the vocal performances. I think the instrumentals generally were pretty well made and, and pretty fully arranged, um, solos here and there, you know, pretty, pretty typical jazz music. Um, lyrically, I thought it was all over the place. Mm. Some some places, I think there, um, he's saying something really poignant and really, you know, particularly with some of the more political messaging. But in other places, I think it's a little um, mundane and, and and not all that um, interesting to listen to. Like lyrically, maybe um, kind of some again some of the things he's talking about in his spoken word rapping verses. Uh, unlike M, I think it was worth returning to. I think that I might listen to it again in the future. Uh, and so I gave it a 41 out of 63. Interesting. Your turn, Andy. Why do you say it so spitefully? I'm not... End the episode. Andy was the one that was so anxious to, to get done on time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no on time anymore. Yeah, what do you have to go home to? Cyber? I have to literally make the session. Um, it's okay. No, I loved this album. I think it was, I think it definitely deserved the award. Uh, I don't know if over some of the other options I would have picked it, but it did win. Uh, whether or not that is a good or bad thing, I will let you have your personal decisions on. Uh, I thought it musically was really good. I felt like it was just a fun record. I at no point was brought down. Also, it was built the way I like an album to be built. Mm -hmm. um, it had a- Different. Well, no, uh, it had a consistent sound. It had, like, every track had its own purpose and was distinct from another. I don't think there was at any point on this record where I thought, oh, this song is just another version of this song with mm -hmm. X and Y added or I do out. agree with that. I, yeah, I, um, I do think sometimes albums go on too long. I felt like this was, it was a little bit shorter for an album, but none of the, um, like, it didn't feel redundant. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't was, overstay. It was well. only mm -hmm. a little less than 40 minutes. So yeah. um, I think it used that time very well. I think it. It didn't waste my time. It's a very... I will listen to this album again. I'm actually very excited to listen to this album again. Um, I'm surprised that no one enjoyed this album as much as me, but I did end up giving it a 54. Oh, wow. Which evens it out to a 43. Jesus Christ. Sorry. That's more than Daft Punk. That's the same as Daft Punk. That's more than Random you Access this Memories? As much, you like this as much as Random Access Memories? I don't think as much. I like it differently. Wow. Okay, that's I Grand Nexus Memories is a perfect album to me. I think, you know, me and Nikki... <laughs> Big Giorgio Moroder fan. Uh, me and Nikki... I am. Well, <laughs> and this does come up a lot about me and Nikki going back and maybe editing some of our earlier scores. Mm. When, you mm -hmm. say, when you say this comes up a lot, what he really means is that I ask him, let's have let's spend the last episode and fix all of our scores, adjusting for inflation, and then he's like, that's a lot of work, Nikki. I can't do that. 
That's way too much work. Well, you know, we got to have a production meeting about what the end episode is. We have the next. I just said I think you should have all of your guests. Everyone keeps mentioning this. I suggested that. Everyone keeps mentioning this. I suggest we have a big Zoom call. Henry. Have all of them. I think what is going to happen is I'm going to be like, hey, can you record a small clip for me? Uh, I actually think that would be a bad idea because I'm not sure if I want to be in the same room as everyone that you've had a guest with. We're definitely not being in the same room. Do you know how much of a fucking scheduling nightmare oh that'd be God. to get? Super spreader event. <laughs> yeah, we'd be getting fucking Chelsea from Pittsburgh, Kyle from New Jersey. No, I'm good. I'm from New Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the longest episode we've ever this had. This might. After I edit out 20 minutes of it? No. Well, we'll see. I think you should edit out all of it. Anything that's not about John Batiste. I think you should just edit out me, and then it's just you two talking to Funny you should mention that. There is one lost episode of the Grammy Boys. It is the first original recording of the bonus episode we did with Tim, because Tim never sent me his audio, and we had to redo it, because he deleted it. I think you should try to recreate it. We We did. Like, you should get Tim to, like, like, like play, play your two things and have him, like, respond to the, um... We will do that exclusively if people or, give like, us money. Sit down and make give that Tim like a, money. Make that like a Patreon reward where like you sit down and you write lines for Tim and then he has to read the lines out. I would love <laughs> that. Nikki, so whatever much. if we do anything after the Grammy Boys, if there is another Grammy Boys 2, if you will. Um or the Oscar Boys. No. Uh the joke Grammy Boys. The uh we gotta like actually make it like professional. Yeah, to put on our resumes. Oh, I mean, my God. Yeah, we're, like, and actually... Put on LinkedIn. <laughs> and maybe even, you know, actually charge money for it on a Patreon. Okay. I've been saying this the whole time. Anyway, M, what have you been listening to, friend? What have I been listening yeah, to Yeah, music, lately? generally. What's um, on your... What's or on your podcast, phone? if you want. Podcast? Yeah, no. Uh, not listen to this. Well, I listen to podcasts, but I don't need people to know all the nerd podcasts I listen to. Name I, one. Uh, I listen to uh, Limited Resources uh, with Marshall Sutcliffe and Louis Scott Vargas. Um, if I want to name drop a, a a podcast that no one hears, well, you know, it's, what's it about? It's a it's a Magic the Gathering um, podcast about uh, like strategy and and conversation about draft and sealed and limited formats and okay. stuff like that. Um, no, in terms of you know, in terms of music that I've been listening to, I've been listening to. Um, uh, well, they have the the new Mitski album that's been online. That's been I haven't online. listened really? to that yet. Is it good? For it's pretty good. It's not. It's I think it's not her best, but I like it. Um, I like Mitski. Uh, I, they've I've been listening to a lot of. Um, I've been kind of having a little bit of a renaissance. Um, and going back and like listening to um electronic music that I kind of got into music with, like in when I was like having my awakening. A lot of uh, Dead Mouse and um, Glitch Mob and and drum and bass and and that's been like a big part of my my rotation. Andy, where did that hat come from? My backpack. When did you put it on? Moments ago. Did you see him put on that? Yeah, I did see them. I, I fucking hate this guy. Well, <laughs> Sorry, dude. What I've been listening to... First of all, I've been listening... In terms of podcasts, I've been listening to Up First, uh, NPR morning podcast um, starring Stevens Keep. Uh, Rachel Martin, A. Martinez, and and um, Scott Simon, um, among others. Um, for music, I haven't I haven't listened to anything new. <laughs> um, according to my chart, I actually I don't think I've updated. I'm, I'm looking at my my recently played on on Spotify. 
and I've got here, I've got a uh, drone playlist. I've got We Are. Um, wow. <laughs> I've got some Future Funk. I've got the Dune soundtrack. I've got Bagpipes of Scotland. I've got uh, Johnny Cash. Um, I love Bagpipes, man. I'm glad you knew that was the one I was concerned about. Concerned? Uh, oh, I'll share. Oh, here's what I've been listening to. Um, there's this, there's this, um, brass house trio Oh wow! in New York city t- titled too many zoos. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. You know this one? Um, I listened, I just listened to a couple of other things the other day. I remember that I found them on, on Tumblr, like many moon, many years ago, but I just wanted to say that they're a band that exists. Um, I have been yesterday. I was very hooked with, um, with, a tr- uh, push a T he released a new album titled It's Almost Dry, dry meaning the Coke. Um, and uh, also his other album, Daytona, also about Coke. It's it's literally about Coke. I'm Fantastic. not it's great. Um uh oh, the body, uh noise metal out duo, um with a with a uh, another another group called uh, OAA. Uh, titled Enemy of Love, very noisy, very abrasive. Um, it really calms me down. Um, lastly, I'd like to share. Um, oh, there's this EP. There's a. There's this. I think it's a band called Jockstrap. Um, they they have this Wicked City EP that that uh, I was shared with me is really good. Um, Bulo is a singer songwriter lady, and she has Booty Call. Not not very great. Um, what else? Last, uh, I guess I'll just share. I've been, uh, am I? I have a. I I have been. I'm in a community choir, as you know, and um, we are doing two pieces right now. Um, for for this upcoming concert in a couple weeks, title. Uh, one of them is by Palestrina. It's a Misa Brevis, and mm-hmm. the other is a Mozart Misa Brevis in D minor. Mm-hmm. And there is a there's a very small bass part in it. And um, I've been practicing it, and I just wanted to share that I've been listening. Can you do it on on the podcast right now? No, um, <laughs> I could, I could barely do it at rehearsal yesterday. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so that's what I've been listening to. Um, classical music. Oh, and who, and who could forget? Um, just just the the many mixes of Nikki Kulai. Can't um, wait for the album to be out. Yeah, I've actually, been... guys, no, Nikki, cover yours. What? Just cover yours. Fully. This is like Nikki's best music. You're gonna really enjoy it. Uh, anyway. You know, Andy, I could hear it less when I had them in my ears. <laughs> but thank you for saying that. Uh, uh, it was really nice I of you. I hope maybe it comes out by the time this podcast is over. Well, I, you know, I'd really love to have a production meeting with my management mm. team. Yeah, um, M, he wants to have a production meeting with you. Mm. Is Andy on the management team? Andy wants wants to, but doesn't. Well, you keep replacing it. me. I swear to God. Do you understand the, the concept of having two managers? I mean, you need like it's I need like twelve division of division of of labor. Yeah. All I have been told is manager, and then oh, M's the manager. That's not. A- You're all my friends, and I love you so much. And there is no there is no argument. Okay. Nikki, you're my manager, <laughs> in my heart, but not legally or professionally. Well, so- I don't think either of you are my manager legally, regardless. <laughs> What I've been listening to, interesting. Let's have a production meeting after this. I'm busy. No, you're not. I'm going home to plan a session of Cyberpunk Red. Do you, you want to get pro- dinner? Yeah, we can get dinner. Let's go get dinner. Right, you want to get pizza? No. We, can, we can decide. 
What have you been listening to, Andy? Anyway, uh, God, not a lot. Where's my phone that actually has the fucking shit I've been listening to? Because Spotify doesn't sync. The cache data is only locally. Are you? What? What's the? <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> It was his idea. Mexican standoff. <laughs> M's character is dying tonight. That's interesting. I'm gonna get shot. In I think your character has been gone long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say. I would say the funny thing is that, is that um, Andy thinks that he can kill my character. When what I can do is kill him. Send him a uh, a zip bomb on his computer and destroy the entire campaign. It's all on roll twenty. What do you mean? Send it to the Roll Twenties headquarters. <laughs> this sounds like cyber terrorism. It's part of the game. Um, <laughs> flies in all title. directions is what I've been listening to this week. Um, it's by a band called Weatherbox. It's a fun little album. Uh, I saw that the band has been, been active since 2016. Yeah, we're cutting that down. Since 2016. And uh, I wanted to make sure that they didn't do anything evil before talking about them on this podcast. Uh, nope, they just stopped being a band. We're good. Uh, okay. You, you get so it's so easy to get concerned about that when a white ba- white man led band just stops performing, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that genre. Yeah. Especially in, in these trying punk. times. Yeah. In pop uh, anyway, that's about it. Uh, M, thank you again for being on. I'm it's, always glad to be. Here. I think you've hit the record, even with all of our cuts. This is gonna you doubt how much I'm cutting from this episode. You know, it might be tied with Tim. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That is solely my fault and not at all related for me, to you. I think the episode should be longer. People, I think they should be, let me I tell should, you, the thing I realized is people only listen to the episodes between an hour and an hour ten. Those are the episodes that do the best. So I think we're having a great time. I had a great time. I talking think this to episode, you. regardless like, of cuts, is much shorter. I like having in-person episodes because, um, well, one, I don't have to wait for Andy. I know Andy's going to interrupt me anyway, so I don't have to prepare for that mm-hmm. mentally. Like you can when see I'm it talking. <laughs> um, but then he, but and then we can have like we can digress and side quests as much as we want. I love being here. Y- yeah, and thank you for being here for the last. You can time. sleep on this couch and then come back next week. You're not coming back next week. Next week's a bonus episode. Oh, sorry. I'll come on the bonus episode. I just won't say anything. I'll just hang out. Can can they? That's do just that? listening to the podcast. Yeah. Well, finally they will. <laughs> what do you mean finally? M has listened to more episodes of this than most people I'm who would say they're our top ten percent of the audience. That's fair. That's okay. That's okay. Yes. Um, but again... Actually, I'm not sure if I can be top ten if it's like... That would make me like number one. <laughs> That's Abby. Uh, Thanks, Abby. I love you, Abby. I don't think Abby's listening anymore. I, You know, I know a lot of people aren't. That's okay. We've lost like half our audience. I mean, I'm sure all the people will see M. Mitchell in the title. Yeah, no, that's why we tag you people on Twitter is so you retweet it and say nice things. I retweeted the last episode and and no one liked it. I just wanted to say what I was saying like at the beginning, like uh, almost two hours ago, I saw a tweet this uh, this morning of a tweet that you put about four weeks ago. You had a a lesson, a music Mm -hmm. lesson. Mm -hmm. And you, your, the, 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 um, your piano instructor said, hey, uh, did you practice at all? I noticed that you were looking at the music from IMSLP. I downloaded, he saw me watch, he's, you know how IMSLP has a little 15 second yeah. delay? So he watched me as I downloaded the IMSLP PDF file in front of him before the lesson. And then. Were you in the, like the lobby or? No, I was in the office. You're in his, and you're waiting for him? 
No, I'm in front of him. You were in I'm front like, of let him. me pull my music up. And then I pull up my, my tablet. And then I go into IMSOP, I search. I see. It, I had practice. The, 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 I couldn't, the download was lost somewhere on my computer. So I was like, I'll just find a new one. Because I, I couldn't find it in the file explorer. So I like, just like, let me pull up the new one. And he just thought that. Yes. And he wouldn't be entirely wrong. I did not practice that much. But, you know, I, I was not that um, irresponsible. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, episode 60, season finale. We will see you next week for bonus episode 11 uh, of a topic of Nikki's choosing. The history of Vaporwave. Okay. Uh, And then look forward for Grammy Boys, the final season, where we will be listening to allegedly Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette with a guest who we have not asked, but we are going to hopefully get them. We know who we want to ask. Andy just doesn't want to ask them. And then the one person I said, I'm, I'll ask them. Andy was like, no, I have to ask them. Also, Nikki didn't want Abby to be the last guest. Anyway, you can follow Nikki Kulai on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Kulai. Run by M. Mitchell. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Grammy Boys. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, wherever fine podcasts are served. Give us a five-star review. Follow us for what little that will matter at this point. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. We really appreciate you being with us at the end. Uh, if you are still listening, if you are just coming in because you love hearing the sound of M's voice and you are, have been absolutely miserable every time me and Nikki have decided to open our mouths. Shrill 2K. I hope I can bring my um, uh, 40 followers to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to this place. So if you, if you, if you don't know who, um, who Andy and, uh, and Nikki are and you're just here for me, then you know what's up. Yeah. Um, thank you again, everyone. Nikki, please end the episode. Give Clara Schumann a Grammy. Did we even talk about her this episode? Yes. We did. Sounds like you weren't paying attention. Sounds like I was typing things into the spreadsheet. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. listens to this podcast uh Me. you in three years sometimes robert when robert cares about the guest hi robert alasis maybe hi, alasis oh, that's if hi they... hi abby <laughs>